Derek, I got a question for you. Oh boy. Okay. What's your question? What travels down an alley and has holes in it? Hmm. Travels down an alley has holes. Travels down an alley has holes. I have one answer that's very inappropriate that I'm going to save. And the other answer is going to be a bowling ball. You're right. Yeah, it was a bowling ball. I knew it. I'm a genius. I'm a literal genius. What was the other answer? I can't say it on air. I can't. It, it's Batman's parents, right? Uh, it wasn't, but uh, <laughs> that's that's somehow even worse than what I was going to say. <laughs> really? What were you going to say? <laughs> Again, can't say it. Can't say it. We don't want to oh. get the show canceled. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, well. Wow. So starting off the night with a bat- Batman dead parents joke, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'll lighten it up a little bit. What do you call it when Batman skips church? When Batman skips church. When Batman skips church. I don't know. What do you call it? Christian Bale. Ah. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty good. Uh, well, I love a Batman joke. Why are you telling me Batman jokes all of a sudden? Why am I telling you Batman jokes? Because tonight on the Leftover Pizza Podcast, we are going to be talking about all things Batman. From pop culture to movies, video games, anything that the Cape Crusader might peer in, you name it. We'll be talking about it. Yeah, not very different from my day-to-day life, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, Most of my life, I just talk about Batman at least three, four times a week, but since this new Battinson movie came out, it's just all I want to discuss. And Absolutely. my tax person really, really hated that. They're like, we need to talk about this audit. And I said, <laughs> but what did you think about vengeance? What did you think about justice for Gotham? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, before we get into the rest of our show, have you seen the new Batman yet? I was just going to ask you. And yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it twice now. Twice. Twice. Two times. That's a lot for a person with... ADD and it's a three hour long feature film and you're sitting in an uncomfortable theater seat. But I did it. I did it twice. That's how good I thought it was. Did you take a Batman calzone with you both times? <sighs> I tried to smuggle it in, but the uh, theater said, nay, nay, you can't smuggle in a whole pizza. And I said, it's not a pizza. It's a calzone. It's a calzone. Yeah. And they said, well, it looks like a pizza. And I said, really? Because my friend Grimey said he thinks it looks like a maxi pad. And then they <laughs> threw me out, so I had to go to another theater down the street to see it again, but uh, we did it. We saw it twice. Uh, <laughs> on a more serious note, I loved it. I think he might be my favorite live-action Batman. Okay. And before this, I think my favorite live-action Batman was Val Kilmer. Val and Kilmer. I'm not even as- afraid to say that. I get it. I love Christian Bale. He's great. Pattinson was, I think, a little bit better. I don't know. We only have one movie under our belt, but I really do think that uh, Val Kilmer, he was kind of perfect. He was a great Bruce Wayne. Now, Val Kilmer, he? he was only in one movie, right? One movie. That's it. He was in Forever. Batman Forever, underrated. Everybody shits all over it, says, oh, it's so lame, so cheesy. Ah, it's so good. It's like they took the Batman 1960s TV series and said, you want this, but in a feature film with Jim Carrey going off the rails and Tommy Lee Jones going even crazier off the rails, we got you. And I said, wow, thank you, Joe Schumacher. Not only for The Lost Boys, but for this other cinematic masterpiece. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And with that, why don't we uh, hop into this? We got four picks each, eight picks total. Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first, and if you think that that was the last you're hearing about Batman Forever this episode, you're sorely mistaken. All right, Grimey. Let's talk toys. I know Let's. you love to talk toys. Absolutely. This is what you do. This is what you do. If you're not uh, eating too much Easter candy on camera and then feeling sick for hours later, you're talking about toys. So for you, I do this, okay? My first pick for the evening is from 1996. They are the Batman Pocket Puncher toys. 
Very nice. Now, very nice. Have you ever seen a pocket puncher toy? Did you ever own a pocket puncher back in the day? I haven't, but you did send me yeah. a link just now. I did. And I'm did. checking it out, and boy, these are beautiful little guys here. Why don't you explain to the lovely listeners what these are all about? Lovely listeners. So the Pocket Punchers toys, I've found two thus far that were released back in the day. There was one where it's Batman and the Riddler, and then there's one that was Batman and Mr. Freeze. So these are kind of set up like a mini version of... Of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Definitely. And that's basically what the whole toy was. It's nothing crazy, but it's themed after uh, Batman, the animated series. Uh, more specifically, I suppose, the Batman, the adventures of Batman and Robin, yeah. which I know there's a differentiation there. They're technically <laughs> two different series, but they're not. They're, they're the same thing, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The art style is exactly the same. All the same people. Yeah. It, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know some fans will, like, fight to death that uh, there's huge differences, but far be it from me to find them. Oh, so yeah. Far there, there's some Joe Schmo in fucking California is like, oh, but this is different in this series. You know what? You want to fight me? Head over to our Instagram. It'll be great for the engagements. Yes. Uh, at Leftover Pizza Podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Anyways, they're these little fighting toys. And I mean, these things were small. So it was perfect for me because in 1996, I would have been like three and uh, if I got it in 1996, these, for all I know, could have been a hand-me-down from one of my older cousins. But I remember, so I obviously loved action figures back then, and I mean, I still love them now, let's be honest. But uh, these were my favorite. Any action figure that had a gimmick that you could, like, push a button or that it would do something, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So I loved these even more than I loved regular action figures simply because it did something right mm -hmm. so here you have these two miniaturized versions of batman and the riddler or mr freeze if you had that set when you were a kid um and there's these two big red buttons on each side so they're set up again like rock'em sock'em robots where they're facing each other and they're in a fighting stance old fisticuff style like a 1920s boxer right so oh yeah they're their fists are up, their arms are ready, and when you push either the left or the right red button, they just start throwing punches at each other. <laughs> and again, much like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, if you whale them in the jaw hard enough, it kind of flips their head back a little bit, and they get knocked off their little podium. And that's how you keep score. That's how you know who won. So, like I said, I loved toys like this growing up because I, I loved an action feature. And I loved a big button. Who does who doesn't love pushing a big button, right? Yeah, I. Uh, this is the first time I've seen these. They've made so many different things exactly like this. They did. They honestly did one with like turtles. They did one. Did you ever see the ones? What is the karate fighters? Is that what they're called? Oh, I have those. Yeah, that's right. I yes. remember you showing me them um, a long yes. time ago. Yeah, I used to have one of them as well. And they're very similar to this, but these easily are within like the top three. Absolutely. I just, I love how they look and I love how compact they are. That's, mm -hmm. that's the thing that really gets me. Like I would take these in the car with me all the time. And even if I didn't have anybody to play with, like, I don't know, you just wail on both sides, each button and see which one gets knocked off first. It's just, these are the things that we did to keep ourselves entertained back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> We didn't have phones. I mean, we had Game Boys, but like, you know, you didn't always want to play a Game Boy. Or if you were like my family, if you had my parents, we didn't always get to take our Game Boys with us. That's, I feel like, the common thing that uh, everybody misremembers from back then. They're like, well, we always had our Game Boys on us. <laughs> no, we didn't. At least I didn't. No. Like, my parents every now and then were like, no, you can live in the car for 20 minutes without your Game Boy. So it's not like I always had a uh, video game on me, but I was always allowed to take like one toy or something with me. So oftentimes it would be something like this because it kind of gave you a little fix of some fun on the go. I've got a great idea. We could buy this set right now and we could put Will Smith's face on one <laughs> and Chris Rock's on the other. 
<laughs> you know, we could probably sculpt those faces yeah. and slap it on this. We could sell that as a collectible on eBay for mm-hmm. a lot more than this $25 asking price right now that I'm seeing. Only Chris Rocks. Chris Rocks won't have a button. He'll just stand stiff as a board. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're just going to have to figure out how to get rid of the buttons on his side. That's yeah. all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we, we can definitely do that. <laughs> Batman just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. A fixer-upper. But with a certain homey charm. Ah, a minus. Current tenants. Hello, my little pretty, pretty, pretty. Hello yourself. You look good enough to eat. That I am. So Derek, my first pick is genuinely just a shout out to the golems in Batman and Robin. Do you know who these guys are or should I explain myself? I think you should explain yourself because if I'm being honest, I'm a little fuzzy on Batman and Robin. That's always the neglected movie okay. that I never <laughs> seem to watch. See, okay, so Batman and Robin is like, I think it's one of my favorite of the ones that a lot of people don't seem to like. <laughs> I don't know if that makes so, sense. One of two. Yeah, Batman yeah. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. Like, I put this movie on more times than I care to admit. And it's not just because of Poison Ivy, but it's mostly because of Poison Ivy. I Okay, I could see that. I, I tried watching it a couple years ago, but ended up getting sidetracked. Right around the point where Mr. Freeze goes, Ice to meet you. I said, <laughs> I think I gotta do laundry. <laughs> Cool party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the golems. All the puns. But yeah, so the golems. um, They only had a few minutes of screen time. They were hiding out in this place. It was called the Turkish Bath. And Poison Ivy and Bane are just kind of looking around through the city. And they're trying to find a new hideout. And they stumble upon this one. And it's like, it's so cool. You, they walk in and everything is like neon. It's painted up. And it really looks like almost like an arcade room kind of like, or maybe like a, a glow in the dark kind of golf course thing. If you've ever seen one of yes. them things or like a laser tag. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Indoor mini golf. That's the yeah, vibe dude. that I'm getting yep. here for it's, sure. Exactly, you sent me a photo. Yeah. I'm looking at this. This very neon, very black light. And, yes. Uh, yeah. No, this just looks like it could be a course in an indoor mini golf. Totally. Venue. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So Poison Ivy and Bane, they come up on these guys to describe them. They're hooded. They're all pierced up. They have red and green neon face paint. And I think there's like green contacts as well as their clothes are all painted up with the same like UV reacted paint. The layer inside, like I said, looks like a laser tag light up golf course kind of thing or like an arcade. Now, when I first saw this, I like I wanted to chill with these guys. I thought they were the shit until like (laughs) five minutes into it where they all get taken out single handedly by Bane in like the weakest fucking way possible. (laughs) If you're not familiar, he like he's standing across the room from him and all of them somehow managed to get on this two by four and he just like stomps on the fucking thing and vaults them across the room and they just all like peace out. See, that's the thing that you have to give credit to these older Batman movies where like this newest one, the Riddler is some sort of a genius and Batman has to do all this detective work to figure out everything that he's doing. The old Batman movies were like, no, most criminals are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and if if there is a two by four that they could all stand on and get launched into the air, most of them are going to get launched into the air. Yes. Yeah. Because criminals, by and large, are kind of idiots. <laughs> uh, so I thought you were going to say that you wanted to hang out with these guys, but then you realized how long it was going to take to put on your makeup every day and your contacts. And that's why you're like, oh, I don't want to hang out with these guys. Oh, not no. that they got their ass handed to them by Bane. No, not at all, man. I would have been more than happy to put on the makeup. When I was a kid, I had like a foot long mohawk that I did every day. It took me like three hours. This would have been fine. Oh my God. <laughs> I I had Bieber hair when I was in high school and I thought that was too much upkeep at a certain point. And all I had to do was swing my head to the left just to swoop my bangs over. Yeah. And I, at a certain point, I was like, wow, this is too tough. I can't even imagine being in this Gollum gang having to put on 
neon reactive friggin' face paint every day just to sit around in a Turkish bathhouse. Uh, well, I don't know. That sounds kind of better than going to work every day. So I will give him that. Oh, yeah. That's totally. the only thing I'll give him, though. And with these guys, totally. Every fucking day is Halloween, bro. I mean, really look at them. Don't they look like they're just ready to go trick-or-treating or some shit or like scare the shit out of little kids during trick-or-treating? Uh, for sure. These guys are hanging around listening to ministry all day. That's know? it, too. Yeah. And like <laughs> when you walk in, when they walk in, I swear it's like ministry or like a snippet of old Marilyn Manson or something. And <laughs> yeah. to be honest, if I'm going to go this route, um, when I when I look at these people, the first thing that comes to mind is like, I don't want to say ICP, but ICP. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly where my mind went. When you were like, when I was a kid, I was putting up my mo- mohawk every day. For a second, I was like, oh my God, Grimey's going to reveal on this show live right now that he was a juggalo and he was putting on the face paint. <laughs> every single day and i was like i don't know if i was prepared for that so i'm kind of glad that's not where you went but yeah uh, no definitely not going respect that far to juggalo and to the juggalo family i will say that they are family they have your back that's true and hopefully they have our backs a little bit better than these fucking golems do because they suck beautiful segue <laughs> <laughs> So my next pick, we've already talked about toys. We've talked about Batman and Robin. I want to get a little out of the toy and movie realm. Let's hop into the video game realm. Because I think we have a couple of these that we're going to be talking about today. We do. Uh, But Batman, just quickly, has a really great track record with video games. Uh, Probably better than most established characters or IPs. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's just so many of them, too. Like, so fucking many Batman games. You're bound to at least find a couple that are good. Absolutely. I know there was, like, a little weird period in the 2000s where they were getting some good games or some okay games, I should say, and some, like, really bad games. Like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the PS2 was not kind to Batman. But uh, that all turned around... In the late 2000s, I believe it was 2009, when Batman Arkham Asylum came out for the Xbox 360 and PS3. He's giving me a round of applause for that one. Yes, sir. So good. So there's four mainline Batman Arkham games at this point. The last one being Grimey's favorite, Batman Arkham Knight. The first game that launched this massive franchise that ended up getting some spinoffs on handheld uh, and a much maligned PC port of a couple different games from what I've heard. But Arkham Asylum holds a special place in my heart because while there are, I think, technically better games in the series, Arkham City is the one that everybody goes to. Arkham Asylum did something that nobody else was doing at the time in A, taking a superhero character's game super seriously, right? It wasn't just some cash-grabby game. They really thought this game through. They thought about the story. They, They made it a really dark tone and kind of realistic. It had been a long time since Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, who respectively voiced the Batman and the Joker characters on the animated series, everybody says that uh, they're the best voices, the the best representations of the character. And I'm kind of inclined to agree. At least that's what I grew up on. And it's probably the most iconic take on the characters. Uh, So it had been a while since they had been voicing those characters, and this game decided to bring them back. It decided to bring back the writer of the Batman animated series, and that guy wrote this game so it had a lot going for it right off the bat but again this was like when hd was starting to be a a very popular thing starting to catch on finally and man this game looked beautiful it still looks good to this day 
It's just so moody and rainy and dark. Again, it's called Arkham Asylum. It all takes place in Arkham at night, and you're Batman. You're you're getting to be a detective for really, I think, the first time ever in a video game. So you have to figure out what the Joker's planning. Uh, you get to check out uh, uh, Riddler has all of these like little things planted around. So if you figure out Riddler uh, Riddler trophies, you're figuring out like little Riddler riddles. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is such a fun game, and I have such great memories with it because. I think it was probably the first game I bought for my Xbox 360, and that was the first console that I like really bought on my own. Very know? nice. So yeah, I so, get you. So so some real good memories there. What about you? So what what is your experience with this uh, this series? So like you said, um, Arkham Knight's my favorite one. That's really the only one I played from start to finish multiple times. I had a question though. Uh, okay. So. They have Riddler trophies in this game as well? I believe they do. I okay. think I'm remembering that correctly. Is there as many in this game as there is in the other one? Because holy <laughs> I fuck. I don't think so. I mean, I remember it getting really ridiculous with the sequel to this, Arkham City. Okay. And I started collecting those Riddler trophies, and after a certain point, I was just like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm not doing this. It's so not worth it. Not at all. Yeah, if anybody wants a challenge and has never played it, just play this for like an hour and hate your life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Try to figure out That's how it. to get those goddamn trophies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a pain. Um. Yeah, I don't know what more I can say about it other than I just, I love this game to pieces. I love how it looks. I love the voice cast. I love the story. Uh, I think it's really great to play in the fall. Like, it, it's just got a really great fall time, October-y feeling about it because it's mm-hmm. kind of creepy, kind of unsettling. Uh, the combat is excellent. And I know a lot of games have sort of ripped that off in the recent years. Um, yeah, like for sure. Spider-Man, the, the Spider-Man PS4 game kind of rips it off a bit, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with because it's a great fighting style. It um, is, agreed. But the last thing I want to mention about this before we move on, as if this game wasn't already impressive enough, you need to remember that 2009, we were like in the thick of the 3D boom, right? Mm-hmm. All the big blockbuster movies had to be released in 3D. 3D TVs were being the, you know, the hot new thing that we're releasing. Everything and anything was 3D and you couldn't go a week without somebody talking about something that they had seen in 3D. So, this game, it was really cool. They actually included a mode at least on the Xbox 360 version that allowed you to play it in 3D. And you didn't oh. need any special TV or special equipment it just came with these kind of like the red and blue glasses but this one actually worked better it was a green and purple lens oh no shit that's awesome I'll tell you it worked really really well back green and And purple green and purple so I don't know what the science is behind it but it definitely gave off a better effect than the old red and blue and uh yeah, I actually played a fair bit of this game in 3D because I could and because it was awesome. That so. is awesome. No, I didn't know any of that. I had no yeah. idea. I own, oh, I can't remember, probably PS3. It comes with like a little statue. It's it's a cool okay. collector set, really awesome. And I think you can get like Harley's sides quest or whatever, like her story. Right. I can't remember, but man, now I'm just going to have to play it. Yeah. So if you can, if you're able to, pick up an old copy of this, because I think the PS3 did it as well, like I said. But if you can play it in 3D, play a little bit in 3D in a very dark room. It's really cool. Deep beneath the Gotham City McDonald's, the time has come for the Gotham Glassware Collection. Get all your favorite characters from the movie Batman Forever, including Batman himself and the Riddler chiseled in high-quality glass. Take a break at McDonald's and collect all four. Just 99 cents each when you buy any McDonald's extra-value meal or any other. So, Derek, buddy, pal, friend. Hey, friend. Yeah, hey, what's up? How you doing? In 1995... McDonald's did a collection of glass drink mugs, all featuring characters from the movie Batman Forever. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> Not only am I familiar with it, I am familiar with it. 
<laughs> listen, listen. I know exactly what you're talking about, and if they weren't, uh, well, they're not that pricey these days. But if they weren't fifty dollars for a set of four, I'd buy a set for myself. Fifty okay. for a set of four—that's not too too bad, I guess. Eh, I guess, but I got nowhere to put them. You know, I'll I'll look at them online and be happy with it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm not buying them anytime soon. They're really cool, but yeah. Yeah. So anybody who hasn't seen these before, they did four mugs, Batman, Robin, Two-Face, and the Riddler. These glasses and mugs, they, they seem to do this a lot for like McDonald's especially. Back in like the, I'd say mid to late 80s to about uh, early to mid 90s, it was a big thing to do glasses yeah. for like all these different food franchises. I think Arby's did a whole bunch. and Oh man, I think even... Probably Taco Bell has probably been there at some point in time. Well, they did like the cups okay. more. Taco Bell did the cup because they did. I remember specifically they did uh, a Godzilla cup. Yeah, yeah. back in the day because mm-hmm. my grandfather came home with one of those one day and was very proud of it. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, let's not stop at the fast food places either. That was just a big thing in general. Back it was then. Like, such a big thing. The jam glasses. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember how many times people would just go out and buy a set of four different jams because, right. well, look, they screen printed on it and you can drink out of them afterwards. Like, this one's got Tom and Jerry on it. That's right. Glasses mm-hmm. were all the rage back then. Totally. Though these were a bit different than uh, jam glasses. Yeah, they were. They were quite a bit different. Um, and in my opinion, there's kind of like a missed opportunity here. This was out in 1995 when they did Batman Forever which featured Robin, Two-Face, Riddler, and obviously Batman. Wouldn't these have been a lot cooler if they came out, (laughs) no pun intended, for Batman and Robin since Mr. Freeze is part of that? Like, they look totally like something that Mr. Freeze would have created himself. Mm. Oh, that's true. That is true. Uh, Because these are like... Sort of a frosted, molded glass thing. Totally. They, they just look like pieces of ice carved out, like ice sculptures. They do. They do. Wow, that's a great point. That's mm-hmm. a really great point. Yeah, that, that is a total missed opportunity. How did they not release glasses for that movie? Like, I'm I glad that these Batman Forever ones exist, but... Mm-hmm. Did you see the commercial for this before? I don't think I've seen the commercial for this. Oh, Should this? I watch the commercial? Oh, if you haven't yet, please do. All right. Let me let me look it up. Let me take a minute. 1995 McDonald's Gotham Glassware Collection. This commercial is kind of apeshit. I'm not going to lie. It's like, I just need to know how much money they spent on it. Ha! The Riddler's got him. Okay, so lots to say about that commercial, lots to unpack here. Number one, they imply that these are chiseled glasses, that they didn't use any sort of a mold. No, no. That there's some poor kids in some underdeveloped country getting paid less than minimum wage (laughs) to sit there and ice pick out these these designs for McDonald's onto glasses. I don't buy it for a second, Grimey. I don't believe it. Yeah, between that and like... Batman apparently is really full of himself. He thinks he's a cool motherfucker. He's like, yeah, everybody's going to want glasses with me on it, so I'm just going to make them myself, (laughs) put them in this fucking bank vacuum chute, send it up to McDonald's, which is right over top of the Batcave, apparently. Thank you. Okay, because that was the next thing I was going to bring up, was this fucking bank vacuum (laughs) suction tube. (laughs) So they're also implying in this commercial that... The glasses are coming direct from the bat cave after being hand chiseled and shooting up per order from yeah. the bat cave itself and being taken out and every McDonald's in the country is going to have this? I don't I don't understand. Uh and then we're capping off this commercial with probably the greatest underlit Jim Carrey impersonator I've ever seen. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. This guy must have watched Ace Ventura like <laughs> 10 times before he showed up to that shoot that day because he's not doing the Riddler, okay? No. He is literally just doing Ace when Ace is creeping around using those very <laughs> exaggerated movements yeah. and he's got the the bowler derby cap on or whatever the hell you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. That's a great commercial. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I like that you commented on the Riddler. Notice how like Batman, he looks super official. They have the Batcave and it's all souped up. And I'm curious how much money they spend on all of that for one. And then like 
Then you have the Riddler, who's clearly in question mark man's costume from fucking Dollar General. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, he's very glittery. I, I noticed yeah. that the cane looks good, though. Yeah. The cane looks pretty legit. It's Thank just God. <laughs> everything, <Thank> God. <laughs> everything else about him just kind of <laughs> kind of looks like Kim Jerry. Not not quite. <laughs> Kim, J- <laughs> Kim Jerry. <laughs> oh fuck. Kim Jerry. This is the real reason why Kim Jerry is no longer uh acting anymore. He's going to go back to yeah. fucking painting pictures. <laughs> Uh, so before we close this off, I love these, and I also just want to put out a public call to action. Whoever, Kim Jerry, whoever played this <laughs> Riddler in this 1995 McDonald's commercial, please come on our show. I have so many questions. So I will many. send you something. Not money. I can't, I'm not going to pay you, but, you know, maybe a nice Big Mac. Throw you back to old times. <laughs> Batman and Robin, the movie, is now invading your favorite Kellogg's Pop-Tarts with Batman and Robin, Batgirl, and Mr. Freeze. All right, so I know it's going to seem to the listener like we're playing a bit of a ping-pong game here, right? It's (laughs) like Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. And somebody at home is like probably epic film guys. They're probably screaming... (laughs) Say something about Batman Returns! <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad it's our fucking show, so sit down and listen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm throwing my next pick to 1997. Once again, we're back in Batman and Robin territory. Uh, and my pick is the Batman and Robin Pop-Tarts. All right. Very nice. Uh, very nice. <laughs> Listen, I love breakfast. Much Same. like that kid from uh, Breaking Bad. Love it. Think it's yes. great. Think it's the greatest thing since toast. <laughs> Just <laughs> since, toast. First since toast. toast. Yeah, fuck sliced bread. <laughs> That's right. That, not sliced bread, toast. Toast. Um. So, yeah, I... I if I'm being honest with you, I forgot about these until the other day when I was doom scrolling on Twitter, mm-hmm. as I do at work, just going, oh, God, can this be over? Can I look at Twitter? What's going on? And somebody scanned this old, it's either out of a magazine or a comic book, though it looks like a comic book because, and this is going to sound absolutely insane, but looking at the photo that's in front of me, I can see the texture of the paper. And it is not no, magazine. That makes sense. It's not glossy. No, you know? I completely get it. So my best guess is that this scanned ad is from straight from a comic book back in the day. But uh, yeah, so these Pop-Tarts are three different uh, versions of the Pop-Tarts, three different flavors. All right. So on one of them, we've got a Mr. Freeze Pop-Tart. Uh, we've got a Bat Woman. Is it, am I right? Bat Girl. right? Batgirl, I'm sorry. I always get the two mixed up. I know that's good enough. Sacrilege, but you know I get it mixed up. And then we've just got the standard Batman and Robin Pop Tarts, and I can't really read this ad very well, but it looks like they're just sort of three basic flavors. It looks like Batman and Robin are either strawberry or cherry. I was thinking, I I'm think they're go- cherry. Okay, so it's one of those two. Mister Freeze looks like he's a blueberry. And Batgirl, Wildberry, I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. I couldn't find much about these, and that's probably because I didn't really look past this one picture that I saw on Twitter. That's fair. And don't judge me, because I don't care that much. <laughs> if you could get these now, which ones you copping? Um, okay, so the problem is the Batgirl ones look the coolest. It's got this beautiful, like, dark purple icing and these well that's what i was going to say about these pop tarts in general these uh bat sprinkles so these (laughs) little sprinkles that look like the bat logo and hers are yellow so it's got this purple and yellow thing color scheme going on i like how hers look the best i can't remember what flavor they are if they're wildberry i'm all about that because i think wildberry might be one of my favorite flavors it's so good yeah yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a Wildberry Pop-Tart guy. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people hate cherry. I'm not 
against a cherry pop tart at all. Like I I've, love a cherry pop tart. Yeah, I me actually too. do love a cherry pop tart. Mm-hmm. There, uh, f- there are a few pop tart flavors that I actually dislike. Like most of them, I think are pretty great, pretty banging. Same. Ex- except brown sugar cinnamon. That flavor can oh, fuck off. Man, I love brown sugar cinnamon. Ah, so sorry, everybody bro. does. Everybody does. Yeah. I'm in the minority on that one. Um, so yeah, all these pop darts really cool. What I really like what they did about the Mr. Freeze ones is, uh, it's got this light blue icing and they didn't put the bat sprinkles on this one. They just put some clear, uh, like crystally. Oh yeah. The glass shard. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sugar <laughs> sprinkles, Yeah, uh, which looks cool. Cause it kind of gives it its icy appearance. Yeah. Um, I would have gravitated to those immediately. I okay, I could see it because the artwork on that is pretty cool too. Because these kind of yeah. have like a hand drawn ish quality to the uh, right to the art. It doesn't look like it's just you know photoshopped out of uh, still from the movie or something like mm-hmm. that. What I will say is the real reason I picked this next is because on your last pick for those Batman Forever glasses, we talked about the commercial and the commercial for these Pop Tarts. I think is also on an insane level of production quality uh you saw this the other day when i posted it didn't you i did and i'm gonna look at it again real quick okay pop tarts oh my god no i don't think i actually watched the commercial i'll handle it what the so the Batgirl Pop-Tarts are frosted blueberry. The Batman and Robin ones are frosted strawberry. And Mr. Freeze, the weirdest one of all, is frosted cherry. So there's this like icicle blue frosting on the outside and fucking blood red on the inside. That just seems so wrong. That like, does, I just, yeah. I feel like they could have done that better. I don't, I'm kind of disappointed I don't know. now. I'm even more attached to the the uh, the blue ones myself. The, uh, the Mr. Freeze Mr. ones. Mr. Freeze now? ones. Yeah. Yep. That that just uh, looks like fucking blood. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just mixed. I just feel like that's not the flavor that you put in a blue pop tart. But well, hey, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> uh, but going back to the commercial, so you just watched it again to refresh your memory. The production quality, the value uh, through the roof. Yeah. Big giant sweeping shots of Gotham and then you end up on top of a roof and mm-hmm. the like entire police squad is up there and the oh, yeah. signal's broken yep. and the the kid comes to the rescue by chewing the pop tart into the shape of a bat signal and then they shine yeah. a flashlight on it yeah <laughs> which and they is like a little crazy they super sped up this kid just munching this bat symbol out of a pop tart the only other time i asked myself this question was when the vampire ate a Reese's. Mm. Like, how the fuck did this happen? It always goes back to that fucking Reese's for you. It really does. It? it really does, You're yeah. Just always thinking about that Reese's. Always. But how? <laughs> how? How does he do it? <laughs> and in the beginning of this commercial, not just like a quick shot of Gotham either. It's like them fucking tanks are coming, rolling down the street. I mean, they yeah. had to put a massive amount of money into this one. Yes, because it doesn't look like they ripped it from the movie. It looks no. like that was something they shot specifically for this commercial. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hollywood must have been flush with Batman cash back then because nobody was afraid to spend extravagantly on these commercials. Right. Let me think about it. Batman, a cash cow. Pop-Tarts wasn't going anywhere. Everybody was eating fucking Pop-Tarts. How many Pop-Tarts do you think you consumed when you were a kid? The, how many Pop-Tarts did I consume last week? Let's not answer. Right. <laughs> my doctor my doctor might listen to this. I don't want him to know. Okay. Short answer, short answer, all of them. <laughs> all of them. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I didn't mean some bacon and eggs. <laughs> I said all of the bacon and eggs. <laughs> All right, Derek, to quote James Rolfe from AVGN on this one, we're about to dive into a big pile of bat shit. (laughs) (laughs) What a load of fucking dog shit. (laughs) 
I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, I was playing what you're about to talk about long before AVGN came out with his Batman oh, episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, he put into words what I couldn't for so many years. It's so true. So true, man. And oh, what a work of art that double episode is. Just so good. If you've never watched it, go and check out AVGNs. I don't even know what you would call it. It's just a collection of all Batman video games. You need to go check it out. It's two parts. YouTube, check it out. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. First, I got to tell it I'm Batman. <laughs> so what's your pick, Grimey? Anyways, yes. It is 1995's Batman Forever, the video game, for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. And I'm going to be focusing on the Genesis port, which isn't really at all different from the other one aside from maybe the music. Yeah, I think the graphics are slightly different, but not much. Yeah, which was uh, pretty common with like these shared releases. Usually it's just like the music and sound effects. Like you you can tell when it's a Sega version and when it's the Super Nintendo version just because of the music alone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the Sega had the more rock oriented sound, I feel like. It's, it did. You get right. like guitars more. You're like, mm-hmm. ah, this kicks ass. Yeah. And then Nintendo, you're like, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to this on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> With my tea and crumpets. St- tea and strumpets. Strumpets. <laughs> oh, oh, Kim Jerry, we love you. Um. <laughs> So Batman Forever, this is an interesting choice. Yes. Uh, why? Why did you pick this? I don't I don't get it. So this game, yes, it's notorious for being one of the shittiest Batman games ever. <laughs> so it does follow the movie Batman Forever to an extent. Like the Riddler and Two-Face are both in it. You do fight them at some point. So did you make it to a point in this game where no. you ever fought? Yeah. Never. Okay. Literally That's never. what I was. That's right. Okay. Me neither. That's why I was so confused why this made this list. Yeah. So this game, it looks cool. The music is cool. Sounds really good. The characters look kind of okay. They don't look the worst. The biggest problem with this game is that they mapped it out using like the same kind of format Mortal Kombat would use. Like they took a picture of real people and mapped out their moves. Oh, okay. Again, the kind of quote James Rolfe, you have to, you have expect like someone to rip out someone's spinal cord or something. It's just, it feels like Mortal Kombat. It plays like Mortal Kombat. It's just, but it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. I don't have any idea what they were thinking when they were coming up with this video game and why they thought that this was the route they should have went because it plays fucking horrible. It does. It plays like a piece of shit. This Mm -hmm. game, and that's why I'm just like, I've been questioning you this whole time. So you had the Genesis version. I grew up with the Super Nintendo version. And uh, to this day, I, I've, I've never come anywhere close to beating this game. It's so fucking difficult. And again, we grew up in a time without uh, the internet to like look this up, without walkthroughs. The closest you ever had to any of that was the video game guidebooks. Yeah. And I don't even know if this got a video game guidebook. Never. I didn't no way. have it. I know that for sure I didn't have it. Like... I don't know if this happens in the Genesis game, but I found out because of James Rolfe's video, AVGN, that you need to go up. You, you use a grapple. Yeah, use a grapple, but it, there isn't a button for the grapple. It's like a combination. Right. It's a combination. It's like select and up. Yeah, like fucking what? I yeah. never figured that out as a kid. So mm-hmm. I would just get through the first floor of bad guys and not know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever think to press select? Right. Ever. In a combination with something it's, else. It's not God. just a combination either. It's not like you pull, push them both at the same time. You press select and then just slightly after you press the other button. And that where it works your grapple. So forget ever even beating the game. Like there's a good chance that you won't get past the first stage of the game. And it, like <laughs> that's exactly how it was for me for the longest time. For like a month straight, I got to that one part where you have to grapple up. And right. there's just no way to do it. Then you finally figure it out. But then you're fucked again because you're upstairs and you have to get back down. And then again, it's this weird, like tedious fucking move where you hit jump and down. So you jump and as you're like kind of 
going towards the floor, you press down again. That makes you go down to the, the bottom level. Oh, yeah. You know, like what everybody does in real life. Jump up to fall down. It's so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I Listen, I understand it. I understand why it made this list because you have a lot of memories with it. That's it. But Purely it. I don't know if they're good memories, man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, to an extent, they are. It's simpler times, I guess. Like, I, I, I won't lie. Once I figured out how to play this game, I did enjoy it. But I'm not sure if it's because the game is good, which it's not, or if it's because of purely just a nostalgia, you know, standpoint. I think it's nostalgia. And it, well, it is throwing it back to simpler times where, you know, we didn't always get new games and we didn't even always rent new games. So if you got a game, you were just kind of stuck with it. There was really no trading it in. Like I said, there were no walkthroughs to hold your hand through it. They, You kind of were just at the mercy of the developer and whatever they threw on that cartridge, mm-hmm. and you made the best of it kind of a deal. Um, I will say the 16-bit era got a lot of really good Batman games. And this wasn't I'm just it. Gonna, this wasn't it. <laughs> this wasn't it at all. <sighs> Interesting pick. Lots of Batman games to go with. Uh, you picked Batman <laughs> forever. <laughs> it's got to be there. It's the one of the biggest piles of shit, but it's one of the ones that I spent the most time on, so it's there, for better or for worse. You're scheduled to go to Jim Gordon's retirement party. What? No, I don't want to do that. You're going to have a great time. No, 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 you no. You might meet some new people. No, 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 no. You even make some new friends. No, 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 no. All right, so my final pick, uh, man, there are so many Batman movies that we could talk about right now, but the one I think I enjoyed the most for non-traditional Batman reasons was actually the Lego Batman movie. Okay. Um it's just a great movie. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say. I I'm picking the Lego Batman movie because it's unlike every other Batman movie you've right. ever seen. It's lighthearted. It's lighthearted, but like it gets everything right mm-hmm. about a Batman movie too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um This came out after the original Lego movie, and while that movie was great, I feel like this is the quintessential Lego movie. Well said. You know? And I think it's probably the best iteration of Batman for kids. Definitely. uh, Because it's just so accessible. Mm -hmm. And you get all of the big characters and villains, but uh, in a really fun way. Um, the animation is really beautiful and it's just, it's really, really funny. Like this has a lot of really funny parts. Yep. Um, And this, this is like what we were picturing as kids putting Legos together. Like, absolutely. This is how we felt as kids, like playing with them, putting, you know, you build your little buildings and stuff. This is that like years later. Absolutely. It's, it's the toys come to life. It's kind of what you pictured in your head, what you wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. that's what this movie actually is. Yeah. Um, Will uh, Will Arnett is Batman in this. And he previously pay- played Batman in the Lego movie. And mm-hmm. he was just so good in that movie that they gave him this spinoff. And I again, it's great. There's a my favorite parts of this are um, Batman's favorite meal is lobster thermidor (laughs) which i think is really funny um and i don't think i i I wouldn't say bruce wayne's favorite meal i would say it's batman's Batman's, because if i remember correctly i don't think you ever actually see him as bruce wayne in that movie he just always has the cowl on which i Mm -hmm. think is really funny and i think it's kind of interesting that it precedes this new the batman because a lot of people feel that way about Robert Pattinson, where there isn't really a, a distinction between Bruce Wayne and Batman at this right. point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batman is kind of his life and his persona, and he really doesn't ever put on a Bruce Wayne persona at any point in that movie. He Not sort of tries to, but it's Batman without a mask on, basically. Um, and that's kind of what this Lego Batman movie is, right? He He's just always got that cape and cowl on to the point where He's eating his favorite meal, lobster thermidor, while he's sitting on a jet ski in the Batcave, which really cracks me up. Like, 
he it just it, it, it's a great scene because it shows how alone he is. He's literally eating by himself yeah. on a jet ski, surrounded by so much, uh, so many expensive things. Right, he's on a jet ski. You can see his boats. You can see like his expensive computer system and everything. He's eating lobster thermidor for God's <laughs> sake. That's not a cheap dish. Uh, but he's eating alone and he's eating as Batman by himself, which like it's kind of deep for a kid's movie too. When you it think is. About it. Yeah. Uh, and then it like goes right back to being a kid's movie because he finishes the lobster thermidor for whatever reason. And he whips out a guitar and just starts shredding <laughs> by himself while standing on a jet ski. Um, and my other favorite part in that movie, it's in the same scene kind of, but it, the scene changes and he's sitting in his home theater alone, which is really great. And he's trying to figure out the inputs. <laughs> so he just he just feels like my parents, man. Like, what what channel is the Google Chromecast on? HDMI 2? HDMI 3? Oh, I can't figure this out. Forget it. I'll just watch Jeopardy <laughs> again. <laughs> so that really cracks me up because he's got this big, beautiful home theater. And again, he's by himself. He can't figure out how to work it. And then when he finally does figure out how to work it, He's just watching Jerry Maguire, which I think is really great. <laughs> and and there's like a line. It's the part where she says something like, I can't live without you. And he just cracks up at that line like he's laughing at love, which I thought was yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of funny and kind of fitting for, for Batman. Um, one other thing to note about the Batman movie, it was the first time Zoe Kravitz played Catwoman, which... I didn't realize because yeah, that's I, not something I would have ever thought about. And no, then, me either. Never noticed that. Yeah, somebody somebody brought that up the other day, so I looked it up, and sure enough, so wow. she not only just played Catwoman in the newest live-action Batman movie, and presumably more movies in the future, mm-hmm. but she started with this Lego Batman movie, so it sort of ties itself into the newest uh, iteration of the character, which I thought was kind of cool. Definitely. Uh, so I've done a lot of talking about this. Have you seen this movie? Do you like this movie? So I'm telling you, I saw like maybe the first 25 minutes of it and then the rest of it played. I had a buddy of mine over and his kid was over with him and it was kind of one of them things where we were talking and we just wanted him to be occupied for a minute. So we put it on. And But every once in a while, I like peek up a little bit and see it. Now, the part that sticks in my head the most is where Batman's talking to the Joker and how he doesn't give a shit about him, basically. It's like a real tearjerker moment right in the beginning there. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the whole plot is Batman and the Joker sort of have this uh, symbiotic relationship, right? right? Like a lot of people make that argument that the Batman can't exist without Without the Joker Joker. and the Joker can't exist without Batman, which I kind of take issue with that, but... uh, a lot of people feel that way, and this movie sort of tackles that head on, and Batman just stops caring and stops paying attention to the Joker, kind of like the kid who's throwing a tantrum, mm-hmm. and parents finally learn that, well, if I stop giving in to the kid who's throwing a tantrum, he'll probably just stop throwing a tantrum, <laughs> uh, and it doesn't really go that way in this movie. No. You think it's going to go that way in <laughs> Uh, no, it doesn't. So he does have to start paying attention to the Joker a bit. Played by Zach Galifianakis, too, which was kind of weird at first, but you, you kind of get to know the character and enjoy it a bit, too. And mm-hmm. uh, he was he was pretty fun, good Joker. Oh, yeah, team, I agree. So. Yeah, from what I did see, he was excellent Joker in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's just got... A lot of great scenes, like I've already said. Um, I like that the Justice League is represented yes. <laughs> at one point. <laughs> and I think Jonah Hill is the Green Lantern, which he, again, previously played in the other Lego movie. Oh, nice. Uh, he was really funny as that character. But, yeah, there's a point in this where he, he visits the Batman, visits the Fortress of Solitude, and they're all throwing a Justice League party, and they <laughs> didn't invite Batman to it because he's too much of a downer. <laughs> so it's just really great. There's a lot of really good like DC representation and it's playing off a lot of you know funny tropes from all of those different characters and stories and uh, it's just a good time and it's a shame that we never got a sequel we were supposed to be getting a sequel and then something happened with the rights with Warner Brothers and they lapsed and Mm, blah 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 we're not getting a sequel now so this stands alone Thankfully, it stands alone. It's, it didn't set up for anything more. There's no cliffhangers. But uh, yeah, 
Highly recommend the Lego Batman movie. So you should probably pop that on and, and watch it one of these days. Definitely. Great pick. So Derek, like last time, I'm going to make one pick turn into three. Wow. You're so good at that. You yeah. must be a magician. I'm just going to call you David Copperfield. David, David Copperfield? I thought you were going to go with David Blaine. <laughs> uh, no, you're not that good. You're not that good. Okay. What about Chris Angel? Okay. We can we can go to get down with Chris Angel. That's, yeah, How about, that's I'll be the, the knockoff Chris Angel from Ugly Americans. Christ Angel? <laughs> okay. All right, Christ Angel. So Christ Angel. what are your what are your three picks that were once one? Okay, so this here is just a general love for Batman references in pop culture, I guess we could okay. call it. That's and fair. three come to mind immediately. And the first one is classic Simpsons Christmas song. And this wasn't and most people know exactly what I'm talking about before I even mention yep. it. This is not the origin of this song by the way it was way back in the 60s or 70s i guess that this came out but everybody knows jingle bells batman smells right that's right okay so this robin laid an egg yes yep (laughs) so this appeared in the very first episode of the simpsons which happened to be the christmas special the very first episode was a christmas special what a weird and powerful way to start this series like i can't believe this is what they did and i mean we're here now simpsons is still going strong it's crazy that's I, true i don't know if i say going strong but they're still make they're still pumping them out <laughs> to some people they're going strong yeah to, to others they're simply existing at this point but that's a good point that you bring up it, it is it is a, a kind of interesting way to kick off a, an entire series which Obviously, they didn't know it was going to be a series at that point. It was yeah. just uh, a special, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully getting picked up for a series. But I, you know why I think it works in that context? This song is, is it was doing what cartoons up to that point weren't doing. Right. And it was sort of humanizing them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And that's stupid to say because it's still The Simpsons and Bart still uh, is still strangled by Homer every other episode. And they still do things that we could never even dream about doing as real humans. But, you know, pulling that song in that we all know Mm -hmm. that was a playground song, it just adds an element to Bart of like, oh, okay, I know who this is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they captured Bart like so perfectly within that first episode. Like that laid the ground rules for him. This is Bart to a T. And that's really why i feel like this reference had to be put here it's just how special it was absolutely so my second one gee you guys probably didn't see this coming it's coming from the original tmnt cartoon the episode is night of the dark turtle so in this episode donatello is struck by a laser beam from shredder which kind of like changes his personality and now he thinks he's this superhero the dark turtle and he like fully puts on a cloak and a cape and he has like a knockoff bat symbol. It's just like the turtle on the front of his, his shell there. Um, later on, NECA actually made a, a figure of him that we should have gotten like last year sometime. It was a pre-order through Loot Crate. A lot of people were pissed off about it. But yeah, oh, okay. totally. We should have had this like last year. So you sent a figure, a picture over of this figure, and it yes. looks great. Yeah, it's a nice looking figure. I don't actually remember seeing this cartoon uh, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But you did mention so he got hit by a laser beam. I have to ask, was it a freaking laser beam attached to the shark's freaking head? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in uh, my story, yes, it was. Oh, thank God. <laughs> then my third one happens in Gremlins 2, The New Batch. So a gremlin drinks an animal bat DNA serum in the laboratory, mistaking it for juice, which transforms him into a bat-like gremlin creature. So Brain, the uh, the intelligent gremlin who's giving all these other gremlins like their powers and shit from these different... I don't know. They just look like Kool-Aids to me, but chemicals and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Injects the bat with this genetic sunblock and he sends him flying out the window 
Now, when the bat flies through the window, basically it, it, it creates an unmistakable bat symbol, yeah, silhouette kind absolutely. of thing. And the, the sun's shining through it. It just unmistakably Batman logo. So it's Batman. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's mm-hmm. Batman. I, I love that pick because I love Gremlins too. I oh, so good. I just I'm gonna take one second to talk about Gremlins too. Oh, that's fair. What a what a fucking movie, man. Mm-hmm. Like Gremlins one, classic. There's no denying that. And I just love the thinking of Joe Dante. Right? Gremlins is probably making money hand over fist and they want a sequel, they want a sequel. He won't do it. He won't do it. And so finally he gives in probably a little past Gremlins Prime. Like mm-hmm. it's certainly not, it wasn't at the height of Gremlins fame, right? It took a few years to produce a sequel. Right. And like, I just got to respect it because he's like, well, we're not going to give you the same movie again, <laughs> though we kind of are. This time we're just going to make a live action cartoon and just go off the wall. Oh, totally. <laughs> That Key and Peele sketch about how all of the different gremlin variations were created, the mm-hmm. Hollywood script doctor, have you ever seen that? Yes. Everybody goes around the boardroom and you can get a gremlin and you make a gremlin and you make a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind totally. of the perfect explanation of that movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan, the Looney yeah. Tunes. Yes, all the different appearances, just so fucking cool. Uh, so of course Batman had to make his appearance in that movie, mm-hmm. you know, at least a little nod to him. Shredder. As the most feared creature of the night, the Dark Turtle. Whoa, way cool entrance, dude. Donatello, have you lost your mind? On the contrary, I'm saner than I ever was. So that was our big pile of bat shit. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> bat guano. Bat gu- guano. Oh, guano. Man. Can we just yes. talk about Ace Ventura for a little bit, please? <laughs> I would love to talk about Ace Ventura. <laughs> Anytime you want to talk about Ace Ventura, I am down, ready, willing. Okay. Do you think Kim Jerry would appreciate us talking about Ace Ventura? Uh, Well, let's hope that Kim Jerry gets one more Ace Ventura movie off before he quits acting for good. You yeah. Know? So... Anyways, anyway. Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's why we veered off because we've just spent uh, the last hour and change talking about the caped crusader, the Dark Knight, the Sultan of SWAT. No, wait, that's a different guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what else is there to say about Batman? We love him. Everybody loves Batman. And I don't trust anybody who says that they love Superman more than they love Batman because they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. So yeah, that was our Batman show. We appreciate everybody listening in on this one. We wanted to do this one for a little while now, and now seemed like the pretty much the best time to do it now that the the Batman is out and everybody can watch it and reminisce over the years of Batman glory. Yeah, and I'm probably going to go see it a third time after this. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I've just stirred up all of the bat feelings inside of myself, and yeah. I just... Won't be satiated until I see vengeance again. Listen, listen. While you're doing that, you sneak one of them little bat calzones in there and you tell them people to fuck off. <laughs> listen, I'm going to take a bat calzone in. going to go see it for a third time. I know that you don't have any calzones <laughs> down by you. I'm going to FedEx you one off tomorrow. Okay, pal? <laughs> oh, okay. I capiche. I capiche. Yeah, I'm not going to send it gr- uh, <laughs> overnight, though. I'm going to send it ground. So, Oh, yeah. that's, fine. In, that's fine. in seven to ten days, you're going to get a pizza in the mail. That you're sounds welcome. good to me. Sounds good. <laughs> I wasn't planning on eating anyways. I was just going to put it in a glass case, store oh, it for perfect. the rest of my life, and hand it down to all of the future generations of perfect, perfect. grimies. Yeah, yeah the, the little grimies. Little yeah, grimies. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so anyways, Batman, 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 Batman. Uh, if you love to talk Batman, you can come talk Batman with us over on Instagram at Leftover Pizza Pod. You can also find our YouTube videos at leftoverpizzapodcast.com. And I'm sure we'll be getting some merchandise up at some point if you want a leftover pizza sweatshirt. But no rush there. Listen, if you want it, you let us know and we'll make it. You let us know. Before we let you go, make sure that you're rating us over on the podcast app that you're listening on and subscribing. Please follow us or subscribe or whatever the podcast app that you're using tells you to do. It helps us. It helps us gauge who's following us, who's listening, what type of content you like to listen to so we can sort of make tweaks and make it better for you, make the show better for you. So 
Plus, it's real easy. You just take your little mouse, you click on it, you type a couple of words. Bada bing, you're done. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> ba with the ba, the bang, the bang. Do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I am Derek from itsdemboys.com. And I am Grimy from Retroplasm. And you've been listening to the Leftover Pizza Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Batman. Where's Rachel? <laughs> Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> oh my god, so good. <laughs> <laughs>